Okay, we've been doing some announcements. I just want to recap real quick. A hundred, how many toys? 180 plus toys in our toy run, over $800 in cash. And guys, I want to tell you that we're going to be helping some kids in this area. We've already got names, 29 children. And uh, then we have 500 plates, you said, at the community. We did over 500. Over 500 meals at the uh, Crane uh, Community uh, Thanksgiving meal. It was really good, uh, by the way. That ham was off the chain, whoever did that. Okay. All right, so uh, I think it might have been Pigville. Okay, so James or Matthew chapter nine, James. We just got out of James, so let's go to Matthew nine. And we are um, at verse fourteen, nine and fourteen. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying. Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples don't fast? I mean, seriously, what's up with y'all? Don't you know religion is supposed to be miserable? What's wrong with y'all? And you guys, and y'all show up to church and y'all act all happy and are loving on each other. What's wrong with y'all? Well, anyway, and Jesus said, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But when the bridegroom, or the day will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, away from them, and they will fast. And I want to tell you that this next part of this scripture, I, I taught on this I don't know how many months, okay? But we'll get to that next. It's about the the, the wineskins. We're going to talk about the wineskins and the and the, the outfit with the patch on, okay? But guys, watch this. This first part. I uh, we just had Veterans Day, and there's something that I learned in the military. We had a wonderful celebration, by the way, at the, the school. Uh, Joey asked me to come down there, and I enjoyed that. I, I'm glad I got to come, man. It was wonderful at grade school. But I always think, because I always call out the different services that, you know, some people was in the real military, the Army, you know. And David probably was kind of in the Army. But anyway, uh, yeah, see there, there's one right there. But all, as they begin to call those out, it always, I always think about it again. You know, all, all of those people that were there, some of them, like in the Air Force, there was just a small group of us that actually, once you went through basic and, you know, you qualified with your, your, your uh, rifle and everything, but some of them literally never touched a rifle again unless they were going overseas because you had to requalify. So they really weren't in a combat role. Does that make sense? Okay. But, you know, them, them airplanes, they don't run without, without gas well, or fuel. Okay. Right? right. Somebody got to put gas in them. Somebody flies the plane. That, that was never my job. I can promise you that. Okay. Somebody, um, you know, drives the pilots from one side of the base to the other. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, 
joint effort and in the army and the Marine Corps. And, and I've spent a week with a couple of days this week with the Marine and uh, we were talking about the Marine Corps and guys, I want to tell you the body of Christ, some people are looking at other people and say, well, why do you do it like you do it? I want to tell you something. We're not all putting gas in the planes. We're not all combat troops. We're not all, this is a movement of people that God is calling to be what God's called them to be. Be the man or woman God's called you to be and do that. Pray that prayer with me. That you be the man, that you be the woman. We've got folks that have raised, you know, for this toy run, you know, that's, and that's going to be a blessing. And when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto him. Is that what the Bible says? Okay. And here's the deal. Some people just open their wallet and hand, put it out like that. And then went back to what they were doing. I know that for a fact. Okay. But the point is, right? Everybody has a role and everybody has a role. And we may not be doing it the way you do it. It's okay. Do it the way God's called you to do it. Stay in the scripture. You know, stay in the, <laughs> stay between the ditches, please. Because when you get over there, it tears up the undercarriage of the vehicle. So why do you not do it the way we do it? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I love the body of Christ. And I get emotional every time I say this. He has over and over and over blessed me with the different denominations, with people different that, that don't do it like we do. I was blessed greatly by the Greek Orthodox Church about two, uh, six months ago now. Greatly. You go, how's that possible? Well, I now have a friend who's a Greek Orthodox priest. And guess what? We're on the same side. <laughs> and I've watched some of his services, and I love them. But probably not my style. I probably wouldn't fit in, okay? But no, you know what I'm saying? I have, I, I, I pray with people in the, in the Catholic Church. You go, oh, you know, no, listen. You're not listening. Those that aren't, against us are for us. Amen. If they're proclaiming Christ and Christ crucified and proclaiming the cross, we're not doing it right. Well, you, you fall in the same category as these guys say, why aren't y'all doing it like we are? Well, of course, of course, we're a little bit better than everybody else, but that's, that's another thing. But, all right. And then there's verse 16 that has been wearing me out for a very, very long time. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. Nor do people put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins would break. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Not going to go into the deep, deep of this, this is a whole, you can write a book on this easily, okay? But guys, watch this. Jesus came during a time when by the direct inspiration of God, Israel had been drawn away, had been pulled back. If you if you read the Bible and you want to you read the Bible and you're looking for dinosaurs, you're going to be very disappointed, okay? If you're looking for, um, you know, what, what about this, uh, um, you know, 
if, if you spend all your time looking for UFOs, if you spend all your time looking for whatever, okay, you're going to be disappointed, okay? because that's not the focus of the book. But what was the focus of the book is this seed from Genesis that says, I'm going to fix this mess. And as you watch that seed through Israel, and listen, God put up laws and rules to keep that seed separate, to keep the, you know, to keep, to keep that, so that born into this super religious, super restrictive, super, he walked right into that. Was is that where Jesus was born? Yes. And, and the whole country into captivity, but the religious system still extreme on the third day you do this you can't go further than this you can't do that right is that right okay Jesus walks right in the middle of that and then says these words because there are a lot of people this morning trying to live under that same thing he says I can't put this new wine in this old wine skin because what happened is is as it begins to expand it will blow up and that's what happens when you and yourself think, I'm going to tell you what the answer is. If I vote like this, if I do it this way, if I do this, that's going to fix me. No, that's not going to fix you. The blood of Jesus, sacrificed, broken on the cross that we just celebrated with a small bit of juice and a little bit of cracker, what we just celebrated, that's what fixes it. It's not crammed into some kind of Function some kind of well. If we go to church every day, we get there on time. If I, if I, well, and we got, we can actually see in here now. We got windows we can see through. But, but the point, it's not about what we can do. It's about what He did. And because He lives, and because He did what He did, then we do good things. You see what I'm saying? It's a fruit of being that. It's not. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better because I believe the lie of I was going to be better. And I'm going to tell you something. I was on, it was like having your foot nailed on the floor trying to run around in circles. It was just, it's, it'll kill you. It'll drive you nuts. And before long, you become a hypocrite because you can't let nobody see what, who you really are. So you gotta, you gotta hold up a mask all the time. And I'm gonna tell you who I am. I'm somebody who has been saved by grace, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm excited about it. We'll try not to get too excited uh, so I won't get the train off the track, <laughs> which happens. Anyway, but the point being is this. Literally, guys, this wineskin that I'm talking about is the church of Jesus Christ. And you say, oh, you're talking about something new. I'm talking about the cross. It's not new. It's 2,000 years old. It's the reason, and, and listen, there's nobody here in this room that I know of that believes more in the Holy Spirit and what he does. I, I, the Holy Spirit, I, I, every service here, I cry out to God, let your spirit come, reveal your word to us through your spirit because that's the way it works. But here's the deal. I can, I can get excited and holler and all that, and that's good stuff. Okay, but the, the, the bottom line is, it's not about me, it's not my emotions, it's what he did. And that doesn't minimize the Holy Spirit's work today. That doesn't minimize any of those other things. And listen, I believe in us doing the right thing. Did you know that? 
And I'm, I'm not a legalist, but I can fall into that real easy because it's natural for me. Because you know I'm a little better than you are. But anyway, but the point is this. That's a joke. But the point is this, guys. That's not going to fix it either. Me being emotional and being excited and, and even seeing the work of the Holy Spirit, that's not going to fix What fixes it is the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. That is the new wine. And put it in a... It, you have to take it outside of a religious thing or it won't work. And, and here's the deal. No, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying it's going to expand and mess up your religious thing. <laughs> I will never forget when I started studying the Bible. I read the Bible as a child over and over and over and over. I read it and, and I read it and I read it and I read it. I still read it. But here's the deal. Start studying it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You say... Well, you know, we're a little bit smarter than everybody else. And then I started studying the Bible and I thought, that's why them Episcopalians are acting like that. That's why them Methodists have a method. That's why them Baptists are doing what they're doing. That's why them Assemblies of God are doing what they're doing. That's why. And you know what? And so we all want to fuss about it so we can be a little bit writer. That's uh, R-I-G-H-T-E-R, not writer. Yeah, not writer. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll never follow all this. But the point being is this, guys. Here's the deal. The cross is the antidote. And my friend David Campbell experienced the antidote for his sin. And last Sunday he was sitting right there playing and this morning he is in the presence of the Lord. And I want to tell you something, guys. You say, well, you know, I don't know that he was perfect. I can promise you he wasn't perfect. I knew the man. Guess what? His antidote was perfect. Did he fall and come short of the glory of God? Oh, yeah. And so do you. And so, you know, so do I. We'll miss him. We'll get off of that. So, here's the deal. God's never done it the way we think it should be done. You know, here's the deal. I'll try to stay off of that, but the, I'll, I'll just hit it real quick. The point is this. You know, I look at, when I'm working a case, when I'm looking at things, when I'm doing things, when I'm examining things, I look at the, 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 the possibilities. You know, that's not good. Somebody tells me, said, yeah, well, you know what happened? I couldn't have stolen that cracker because aliens came down and got it. And I'm pretty sure, well, you know, you know, and I said, well, no, that probably didn't happen. You probably ate the cracker. Okay. Especially since you got some salt here on your lips. Anyway, but the point being, watch this, guys. Watch this. Do you know God never does the way I think he's going to do it? I read the Bible. And here's what happened. You've got all of these guys. You've got Saul, who is the tallest guy in the in there. He's out there. There's this giant across the thing. You've got all these people. You've got, you know, they're Christian. They're caught. No, they're not they're Christian. They're not Jews. But they're selected, preordained, predestined. They've got the power of God on their side. And what I said is get up and run toward them and, and take that giant. You know what he did instead? He took a boy with a slingshot. God's never done it like we thought we, he's going to do it. You see what I'm saying? He's never done it like that. He, 
you've got a, a what the biggest walled-in city there is. You've got this this army going, and and what you would think is we're going to build something, we're going to lay it over, we're going to run up those ladders, we're going to you know fight, we're going to bow and arrow them to death, beat them with hammers, you know whatever. You know what happened instead? He said, "Walk around it, worship me, praise me." Be obedient to me and the walls will fall. Is that what happened? Yeah. He's never done it like we thought he's going to do it. And so we're surprised now. <laughs> Why are we surprised? I mean, here's the deal. So we're going to pick a basketball team. We're going to pick a basketball team. I'm going to go there and we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to, um, go to the gym and we're going to put up a, a goal and I'm going to see you guys play. I'll divide you up into teams of two or three, two on two, and then I'll pick the best players and then I'll put my team together. Does that, does that make logic? Yes. Okay. So Jesus is about to, listen, he's about to unleash the church of Jesus Christ. So what he should have done is go to the temple. So now this guy knows the most about this. This guy knows the most about this. Because, you know, he wouldn't even have to interview him because he already knows. Right? So what does he do? He starts looking at fishermen, tax collectors, people who are irritated with the government. Nobody in here is like that. But you, you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Does that make any sense whatsoever? No. But here's the deal. If you want a, a, something to carry something, do you get something that's already full and try to put more in it? Or do you get it something emptied out and fill it with something that you need to be carried? And what he did was he found empty people. He found people who had tried everything else, who people were willing, that were seeking, that were hungry, that were thirsty after him. And he filled them, didn't he? And guess what? He ain't changed his strategy. He ain't changed. I literally, when I was a kid, I thought, God, why did you put all that mess in the Bible? God was telling him about it. I don't want to know about David sleeping with so-and-so and killing his husband. Well, I don't want to know that. It's covered. If it stinks, cover it up. I'm from, I'm from South Arkansas. That's the, way you, that's the way you run things. That's what keeps politics going down there. Okay? Do what you want, but don't let nobody know. Right? But what's this, guys? Instead, God included us, the story warts and all, so that we would know that, guess what? We're just another redneck in this story. So what's this? He literally, as we, as we move through this, you know, you think, oh, well, that's great. That's the first point out of 115, but anyway. So we go to um, nine, and this is what it says, 9 and 2. And Jesus said, seeing their faith, said that the paralytic, son, be a good cheer. Your sins are forgiven of you. And dude, I want to tell you something. That irritated people in that day. Did you know that some of the things that God's going to call you to do is going to irritate people? It's going to irritate people because it don't fit the status quo. It doesn't fit the, and I want to tell you something. I'm not trying to be controversial. In fact, I'd rather be left alone. I'm serious. I don't want to be controversial. But here's the deal. The bottom line is this. 
That irritated those people. But was he actually, did he have the power to forgive sins? Do you think God has power today to forgive sins? He has that power, doesn't he? Is it just us good people that he can forgive our sins? I'm, you know, and I'm really, you know, okay, well, I don't fit in that category, but the point of being is that would be make more sense because it would taste, take less work. Okay? I'm always looking for the easy way, you know, the easy button. Easy. All right, but, but here's, here's the deal. That's not the way he works. The way he works is this. He, he when, you have all the, when you have all the money in the world, you don't check the menu. You just say, yeah, I want that, I want that fried possum. Okay. I'll give, you, I'll give you a word picture. He heals and forgives. And I want to tell you something. In that situation... He said, son, be a good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And he says, what's easier? Tell them to get up and walk or forgive sins. And he did that so that they know, hey, it's all mine. I have all the money. I don't have to look at the menu. Is that what happened? I spent a lot of time looking at the menu. Okay. This is 45 cents less. And so he heals. He forgives. He has the position of authority. Okay, he is the judge. He is the, listen, he is the paraclete. He is the, he is the attorney. He is the judge. It's all him. And he makes those decisions. And, and some of y'all are saying, oh, no, them people can't be part of the kingdom of God because they don't have this part of their life together. I'm going to tell you something. If you have a little bit of poopy in the glass or a lot of poopy in the glass, nobody wants to drink out of the glass. Does that make sense? I said that nice. I'm on TV, or not TV, but you know what I'm saying. But you see what I'm saying, right? You just don't, you don't want no poopy. You don't want a little bit of poopy. You don't want a lot of poopy, you know. Uh, so here's the deal, guys. He is God. Amen. So we've got the garment straightened out. Well, actually, the, the wine skin, and it's not going to look like you thought it was going to look. And you say, I don't know why he's doing it like that. Well, God's God, and let him do it, okay? Jump down to verse 18. I'm skipping around. If you're looking for a pattern, don't worry about it. While he spoke these things to him, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, I, I kept looking at this. I kept looking at this verse. This verse is wearing me out. He worshipped him saying, think about this. He is worshipping him, asking him for help. You go, well, you know, worship's got to be like this, praise. No. When you ask him for help, you are recognizing the fact that he is here and we're here. And I kept looking at that. I'm like, I missed the whole point. When I start seeking him, when I say, God, I need help. I need help with this. I am worshiping him because I'm saying I'm down here. I can't fix it. You're up here. You see how that's worship? And I'm seeing that point. I'm like, really? I've read this 475 times and I'm getting it now. But here's the deal, guys. Ask, seek, knock. And here's the deal. He worshiped him saying, my daughter has just died. But 
come and lay your hand on him, on her, and she will live. Not that she might live, not that she could live, not that I know you have the power to do that. That's all that's been said at other points in the Bible. Listen to me. He says she's going to. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. There's two things going on at one time. It's kind of like my brain. <laughs> right here, Jesus, and I'm going to tell you something. Jesus knows what's going on. He's walking along, going with this guy, going to take care of business, right? And uh, in the middle of that, suddenly... Suddenly, out of nowhere, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the hem of his garment. I like to, I remember things by formulas and not that formulas are you can't just plug and play them everywhere. Uh, you know, letters, starting with this letter, doing that, it's kind of the way my brain works. David's works that way. He was taught, he was teaching over there one time and I knew where he was going because I knew, you know, but watch this. Everybody says, I don't like that scripture without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because faith is hard to, it's this etherical thing floating around. What is, you know, faith, you know, what is faith? And I want to tell you something. It's not. It's part of a formula. Faith. It's, I got some car keys in my pocket. And I go out there and stick that key in there and turn that. And I've got faith probably it's going to crank. The reason is it's been faithful for a long time. You know, it's got 200,000 miles on it. It still cranks. I'm not, I don't go around sticking and going, I wonder, you know, and don't get me wrong. It sometimes, someday it probably won't. It's okay. I'm, uh, in the name of Jesus, that's never going to happen. But anyway, but the point being is this, guys. Faith equals, not plus, Equals. This is a formula. Faith. What is faith? It equals action. It's not plus action. Since I have faith, I'm gonna. No. Since I have faith, there is action. Me sticking that in there. I want to tell you something. The reason I pray when people come up here and I know they got sickness in their body, the reason I pray is because I, it's not because, listen, oh, you know, I got all this emotion behind it. No. It's not because I've never been disappointed. No. It's because, listen, I know he's the healer. I know he's the healer. There's people in this room that's been healed from life-changing illnesses by the power of God. So I, I know he's the healer. Now if he, you know, it's just like me when I used to come home and say, Mama, you know, can we do this? No. No, we ain't gonna do that. She, she could say no. It's her house. Does that make sense? This is God's house. He knows what he's doing. I trust him. Okay? And if you've never been irritated to God, you ain't lived long enough. Okay? Or you don't have that relationship that you feel like you can. But here's the thing. 
faith equals action. And that action equals, what's this? His attention. And you go, God's everywhere. God knows everything. Oh, I know that. Okay. And, and here's the deal. What's that air gap thing that we said when I didn't plug it in all the way? What's it called? A high impedance air gap. So I'm up here playing my, my guitar and it's not making any racket. And I'm looking at it. Yeah, the, all that's on. But guess what? The cord ain't plugged in. <laughs> and Josh would say, that's a high impedance air gap. In other words, is there a little gap between the plug-ins? that make sense? Well, here's the deal. It's not that I'm mean and I'm, I, just, I just hadn't plugged it in. It don't work. And sometimes we say, well, God, I wish you would do this. I wish you would do that. I wish you would do that. If you believe, then it brings action to you. The reason that I pray is because I believe he answers prayer. The reason, I won't get into what I do, but the, the Bible says things that I do, and I believe it because, not because it's always worked out, not because I understand it, not because, I do it because it works. And here's the deal. When we, that, that action happens, we get God's attention. Now, he's always there. Don't, don't get weird on me. He's always watching. But it's almost like that plug-in, and then you hit that note, and it's coming through the amplifiers. And I don't understand, this is not a joke. I, I hope it, you know, don't offend you. I don't understand electricity. I don't. In fact, I know I've been shocked by it. I mean, if you stick a... Okay, no, one can do that. I did that. But, okay. And, and if you're working on something you don't understand, which I've done and got shocked by it. I worked, been, had my hand underneath the car and somebody said, turn it over and it, it shocked me. And, and I, I, I've had pain by electricity. But I'm going to tell you something. Right now, we're, the lights is on. Uh, this microphone's working. Somehow this thing's got a battery in it and it works. I don't care. But you know, you know what? I'm going to plug into it. Does that make sense? Amen. You don't have to understand every aspect of every word of God. You don't Listen, that's faith. I don't know how a car works. I don't know how electricity works. I don't know how my body works. But, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I go ahead and go to bed and start my day. Because that's what I do. And that's what he did here. And watch this, guys. As this lady does this, she touched the hem of his garment this is something I've been taught, okay? And I believe it, that in a, on a rabbi's robe, the tassels that were hanging down, they stand for the word of God. And I want to tell you something. I told you this last week or week before. It might have been in Sunday school. I don't know. But as you go through a, a battle, don't say, I think, I think. Listen, get the scripture, get the word of God, write it down, proclaim it, say it, be it, live it, breathe it. And I want to tell you something, the word of God has power. The word became flesh. And yes, we know him and we know where the power comes from. But that, that written word's there for a reason. And he says, study to show yourself approved. The reason when you're working out on weights, when you're, you're working out, you have to eat. And that word is your nourishment, isn't it? Get in that word. And she reached out and touched that word. And she was made well from that hour. And he looks around at this, this scripture. 
wears me out. 22. And when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer. Listen, I have a word from the Lord this morning, from the Bible. Cheer up. Yes. Oh, the world's going to... I don't want to say that word on TV. Uh, everything's going bad. Okay, you get the point. Uh, no, cheer up. For he has overcome the world. Amen. Cheer up. Amen. Shake yourselves. Shake those chains of discouragement off of you. Just shake yourselves. Get over it. It's always been a mess. He never had nothing to work with. <laughs> I'm, read history. I'll, I'll keep going. So be of good cheer. That's a word from the Lord this morning. Be of good cheer. Choose to be of good cheer. Encourage yourself in the Lord this morning. But watch this. Oh, this scripture. Your faith. He looks at her and says, your faith has made you well. That would be the perfect time to say, I know. That power is right now. I don't know where the plug-in is. That power is right there, that plug-in. I can stand here right beside it in the dark. Amen. Or I can plug that in and that light bulb B-U-B, -B, light bulb, okay, starts glowing and I can see. Is that right? right? I don't understand it, but I got enough sense to plug it in. And I want to tell you, this woman had enough faith that, that, that literally that faith plus her action. She said, I'm going to get to the Lord. If it hair lips, okay, don't say that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, don't want to say that for my friends. Okay, but anyway, but the point being is this, guys. I'm going to do it. Amen. Somebody y'all need to shake yourself and say, I'm going to be a good cheer. I'm going to do it. Amen. And because I'm going to do it, listen, I'd rather fail doing something than fail sitting there complaining about it. There you go. This woman here, listen, she, oh, I love her. I love this lady. And I've spent a lot of time with some of you guys in here talking about this, about the providence of God, about his purposes. And I want to tell you something. God takes the absolutely worst things in our life and turns them around and literally uses them to bring himself glory. This, this is a 12-year battle for this woman. And it was hell. And, and she, she, this her culture was she had to say unclean, unclean, and she had to violate her actual culture to go through there and do that. And and but here's the deal, guys. He has purposes and this path that he's called us to walk on. And your path may be tough this morning, but I want to tell you something. That his that path as we follow it leads to him and healing. And you say, well, you know, David's gone. Guess what? He's healed. Isn't he? Yes. I'm not going to mention that, but we were, I was in a meeting this week and a friend of mine, another friend of mine has passed away and we were talking about him and the, his daughter said those words. She said, you know, we prayed and fasted and prayed and cried and prayed and fasted and prayed. And God answered our prayer. 
and took him home. And here's the deal. He's healed too. So I love this. We're going we're gonna, I got four minutes, and we're, but we're going to get it. Watch this. He came to the ruler's house because this, remember, that's why he started walking in the first place. He's going somewhere else. <laughs> Might have got a small distraction. So what's this? Jesus came to the ruler's house. He saw the flute players and the noisy cl cl crowd wailing. Okay, so think about it. You got the music playing the, the flutes. You got the wailers. It could have been paid people to wail. It might have been really people upset. It might have just been a cultural thing wailing. I, I'm not going to say and I'm not talking about Wayland Jennings, by the way. And listen, not that this, he wasn't there. Okay. He said to make room for the girl is not dead, but she's sleeping. I want you to see the way God sees death. Amen. His best, one of his best friends, he allowed to die so that we could see how he, Lazarus, was part of his posse. He was his friend who went to his house and he could rest there and he could hang out there. And he allowed him. He says, I'm glad that, that we weren't there so we could show you something. Now, that's not the King James Version, but that's what he's saying. Right. And guys, watch this. God don't see it like we see it. He's already, whatever your expiration date is, he's already there. Before you were born, he's still there. Guess what? And he's here right now. There is no time, space, or matter to God. He is God. Amen. And you go, I don't understand that. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Neither does anybody else. He's God. And what's this? They laughed him to scorn. And I'm going to tell you something. We don't grieve like the rest of the world grieves when things are going bad, when the government's not going like that. We don't act like everybody else. You know why? Because we have faith and confidence in something way bigger than the United States government, than the world climate, than, the, you know, whether lithium is going to whatever, you know, whatever. Okay, whether gas is uh, $2.78 or $3.78. We got faith more than that. Does that make sense? Okay. Not that it doesn't irritate me. Okay. I can be slightly irritated. Make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed him to scorn. And when the crowd was put outside, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl arose. Amen. Now listen to these two things. I could hit it hard, quick. Watch this. Sometimes you've got to get around some other people. Amen. You may need to get some people out of your life if they're keeping the faith pushed back from your life. And I don't mean... Be mean to people. I'm just like saying you're just suspiciously absent. Does that does that make sense? I'm gonna tell you something. I there are some people in this world that I love. I love them, but they're not my prayer partners. You know what I'm saying? I love them, and I use them for other stuff. I'm serious. And when I say use, I don't mean not in a bad sense. I mean they're part of me. But when it gets time to get down to the uh, prayer time when he's talking about faith I'm over here with these people I separate myself from these other people because they're over here in the truth of that I don't damn them I don't doom them they're just not where I need to be those people weren't bad people they were sad because she was dead and nobody else was coming in here raising anybody from the dead and probably in their whole life nobody's ever raised nobody dead and this ain't like nothing I've ever seen before and guess what happened? He got him out of the room. 
But then he walked in and took her by the hand. I'm going to tell you something. He took her by the hand. Jesus saved me. Yes, I received Jesus. I'm trying to be good. But I'm going to tell you something. I was drowning. And I took him by the hand and he took me by the hand and pulled me up. He saved me. He saved me. And I want to tell you, God did it. I didn't do it because of my, did it just right like this and got baptized under running water or, you know, and whatever. No. He did it. And guess what? He'll do it for you. And I'm going to tell you, if you're dead in your sin this morning, his hand is outstretched to you this morning. Receive him. The Bible says if we receive him, if we believe and are baptized, we will be saved. And I'm going to tell you something. I can't quote it, but a friend of mine, or excuse me, an author that I know, I've studied, I've read all of his books probably. He, he has this description. He takes it out of another book. And he talks about the, the gate to heaven. He talks about the, the weirdos in line getting in there. And every time I read that, I said, I fit in. But I'm so glad it's his grace. And so just magnify him with me this morning and say, Lord, thank you for your grace and mercy and love. And Lord, as we look at your word this morning, let it be a part, a light to us, O oh God, to our path. Let it be a light to our path, O oh God. Show us, O oh Lord, what you would have us do. Encourage those this morning, Lord, that are not encouraged, and those, anyone who has not received him, Lord, let them say yes to Jesus this morning. If you haven't done that, just say these words with me. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. And I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to pay the price for my sin. Forgive me, oh God. I believe, Lord, that you paid the price. I receive you this morning. If you say those words, if you do those things, allow him to start cleaning the house in you. Surround yourself with people who read and study and love the Bible. Be a part of a covenant, part of a fellowship, and let him he who begins this work today is faithful to bring it to completion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for these people. Bless them. Give them peace. Let your light and life flow through them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Guys, thank you. Have a great day. God bless you and keep you.